Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The speakership row has been put to rest. Well, for now, Congress has sworn in Marinduque Representative Lord Alan Velasco as Speaker of the House of Representatives, replacing Tagig Representative Alan Peter Cayetano. Pero teka teka, sino ba si Velasco? Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's October 14. Itong teka-teka, balita para sa mga huli sa balita. Teka-teka, before we proceed, if you're listening to Teka-teka, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Teka-teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So if you want to binge just the news, please do follow Teka Teka. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, marami tayong ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto. In his proclamation, our president ordered Congress to resume the congressional deliberations on the proposed 2021 national budget. Especially at this time of COVID-19 pandemic and the concomitant crisis it has spawned is being sacrificed before the altar of personal greed and political ambition. By now, many of us have finally heard his voice. Well, yes, Rob, that is Marinduque Representative Lord Alan Velasco. To be honest, before this whole speakership row in Congress, I had never heard of Velasco. I don't know his track record in Congress. And I think many people know what you mean, Inday. He's not been the most vocal lawmaker. In fact, that was one of the criticisms against him by the camp of former Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano. Dumaan na ang anti-terror law, Bayanian Acts, and we still don't necessarily know how he weighed in on all of these issues. It's important that we get to know who this new speaker is because of the massive influence he now has on the lower chamber. Kat Ventura spoke with a seasoned reporter from the Philippine Daily Inquirer to tell us more about the House of Representatives' new speaker. Robbie Inday, tama kayo dyan. Before the squabble in Congress, Marinduque Representative Lord Alan Velasco was considered the dark horse in this speakership battle. As you recall, before the president brokered that term-sharing deal, it was actually Velasco, Cayetano, and later Representative Martin Romualdez who were vying for that position. We know Cayetano and Romualdez, for they are seasoned politicians. But we don't know a lot about Velasco. And so we asked Inquirer reporter DJ Yap. I'm DJ Yap. I'm a reporter for the Philippine Daily Inquirer. And I covered the House of Representatives. Lord Alan Velasco was elected yesterday and his election was legitimized today. Then he will be the speaker on his own birthday, which is on November 9th. So he'll be 43. 
he's a lawyer. He finished law at University of Santo Tomas. He has a degree in business management from the De La Salle University. And he comes from a clan of lawyers and politicians. His father is a former Supreme Court Justice and now the incumbent governor of Marinduque. I'm talking about Presbytero Velasco Jr., while his mother is the mayor of Torrijos, which is also in the province. He's actually part of a political dynasty, and I think he's quite open about that from his previous interviews. Velasco entered politics at the age of 31. He was elected congressman of Marinduque in 2010, lost the re-election in 2013 to Regina Ongshanko Reyes, but filed an electoral protest and won bago matapos yung term. And he has been the representative of that lone district in Marinduque ever since. So he's been in Congress for a relatively short period of time. But we do know that he and his wife, Rowena Amara Velasco, is close to the president's daughter, Davao Mayor Sara Duterte. Rowena Velasco has an affiliation with the president of San Miguel Corporation. I'm talking about Ramon Ang. Rowena Velasco runs a charity that's called Filipino Maipuso Foundation which was founded only in 2016. And this charity basically counts on Ramon Ang as one of its major benefactors. So there's a connection there in the sense that Ramon Ang, as we know, is now quite friendly to the Duterte's. And Ramon Ang is also one of the top honchos of the Nationalist People's Coalition. We know that uh, Speaker Velasco is a leader of the PDP Laban, which is a party of President Duterte. Mayor Sara did not exactly endorse Velasco for the speakership post. But over the weekend, Velasco did post a selfie of him with Mayor Sara, to which she said, Congressman Velasco came to Davao City to personally meet me and discuss hugpong ng pagbabago. He intimated that there will be a speakership vote and he sought for my help. I was talking to one of my sources from the Velasco camp and what they told me was that hindi naman talaga kailangan magtatawag ni Mayor Sara. In the sense that she didn't need to make that effort. But what the Velasco camp needed was to create that impression. And they were successful. So paglabas ng picture, you know, it appeared na may ganong happening. It appeared that Sara Duterte was, you know, strongly backing Congressman Velasco. That perception of support from the president's daughter was a significant one. It showed that, why is she acting now? And another signal that was well received by the Velasco camp was the presence of the RTVM at Monday's event. RTVM stands for Radio Television Malacanang. They basically are the crew that always follows the president around uh, to cover his events you know, and to broadcast it. And the RTVM was there at the Celebrity Sports Plaza to cover and to broadcast the coup that was happening right there. So there is a sense that this is the endorsement of the president. Even if we assume that the 186 who voted for Velasco on Monday was not really accurate, sabihin na natin na they just fudged the numbers and it, was, it wasn't actually 186. By the time na nangyari yung Tuesday, they were able to get the numbers na. I asked DJ how Velasco weighed in on certain issues. And this is what he said. From what I've observed of uh, Congressman Velasco, it doesn't really weigh in on many controversial issues. In fact, I mean, like, we had the CBN, we had the anti-terrorism bill, and he stayed silent sa mga pag-uusap. So, 
I don't think it's really the kind of politician who likes to be interviewed so much. Parang bihira lang siya magpa-interview. According to Albay Congressman Salceda, who was one of the more prominent defectors from the Cayetano camp, he is not a show horse, but he's a workhorse. Something like that. In effect, saying that he's going to work quietly to legislate bills, he's going to not attract so much attention on himself, as in the case of the previous speakers, na talagang lagi nasa limelight, lagi may controversial na sinasabi. Maraming salamat, Kat Ventura, and also to DJ Yap of the Philippine Daily Inquirer. Rob, let's talk about how that speakership battle went down. Kasi last week, karamihan sa atin, akala tapos na yung usapan na yan. Cayetano claimed he had the numbers. And remember, he even offered to resign, but was turned down by 184 lawmakers. In less than a week, Cayetano moved to approve the 2021 budget on second reading. And then biglang sinuspend ang session until November 16. I move to terminate the period of debate of House Bill Number no. 7727, otherwise known as the GAB. A few days later, President Duterte called for a special session from October 13 to 16. This was around the time Cayetano was supposed to step down and turn the House leadership over to Velasco under their term-sharing deal. Ako gusto ko na maglingkod sa bayan, na walang masabi sa akin. Kaya nagkikiusap ako sa mga kasama ko sa gobyerno, yung hinalal, lalo na. Na huwag naman ninyo akong idamay. Ako gusto ko, kayo hindi. Diyan tayo magkaroon ng problema. A day before Congress was set to start their special session, Velasco's camp held their own session at Celebrity Sports Plaza in Quezon City, where Velasco was elected as the new House Speaker. He also released a manifesto claiming 200 lawmakers were now backing his leadership. That a young provinciano congressman from a small province like Marinduque can be elected Speaker of the House of Representatives. This can only happen in the age of Duterte. Of course, some lawmakers questioned the validity of that election kasi nga naman, it was done outside the Batasan and it wasn't even a regular session. But it was pretty much a technicality at that point because the next day, Velasco and his allies trooped to the Batasan and he was ratified as speaker. Cayetano wasn't there when it happened. And as soon as news of this broke out, he posted a video on Facebook. But right now, uh, verbally, I am tendering my irrevocable resignation as the Speaker of the House of the Republic of the Philippines. So ang pakiusap ko sa mga kasama ko, 3 o'clock ang notice ng session. At 3 o'clock, elect your new Speaker and pass the budget. Ang pagkaintindi ko, the President wanted me to finish the budget. Mali ang intindi ko, that's on me, that's not on the President. Let's continue to support him. Let's talk about stories outside the Philippines. Let's talk about Southeast Asia. Carl Javier has been monitoring news beyond our shores, as always. 
Robbie, Indai, last week, crowds took to the streets of Jakarta, Indonesia, to protest the passing of the omnibus law on job creation. The protests led to riot police firing tear gas and using water cannons to disperse the crowds. Officers detained more than 800 protesters in the capital city. Pero, hindi lang sa Jakarta yung mga protesta. Organizers say across Indonesia, there were more than 60 protests and more than 1 million ang sumali sa protests and walkouts. Pero teka, ano nga ba ang pinoprotesta nila? According to reporting from the site Magdalene, the omnibus law aims to improve the ease of doing business and to attract foreign investment in Indonesia. It amends 79 laws that cover a wide range of issues, from business and education to halal certification and regional government powers. Sa sobrang lawak ng coverage, lahat daw ng Indonesia will be affected by this law. Opponents say it is skewed toward businesses and investors, and it potentially limits the rights of workers. Among the things it would allow companies to do are cut worker pay, eliminate days off, and replace permanent employees with contractual labor. Critics claim that this is President Joko Widodo paying back financiers who helped keep him in power. One of Magdalene's interviewees said, This bill is unfair and will harm us at the bottom of the economic bracket. Workers are already exploited. With the law passed, we will have to see if protests continue. We do expect other opponents will try to block the law's implementation through the courts. Maraming salamat, Carl Javier. news in the region. Nearly 40 people have died in Vietnam and Cambodia due to prolonged heavy rain and flooding caused by the approaching tropical storm Nangka. Nangka was packing winds of up to 100 kilometers per hour and it trenched parts of northern and central Vietnam since Wednesday last week. The floods are expected to worsen over these coming days, especially as Nangka makes landfall in Vietnam today. Many people are still missing, including rescuers and construction workers who went missing following a landslide at the site of a hydropower dam project in the central Vietnamese province of Tua Tien Hue. October is one of the wettest months of the year. And in the Philippines, we know that the last quarter brings the strongest typhoons. This week, the United Nations Weather Agency warned that more weather disasters are taking place each year. The World Meteorological Organization said more than 11,000 disasters have been attributed to weather, climate, and water-related hazards over the past 50 years. And the number of recorded disasters has increased by five times. At ang pinaka- Tinatamaan lagi ng mga disasters na ito ay ang mga vulnerable, poor communities. And by the way, ang Pilipinas ay nasa tuktok ng mga bansang pinaka-disaster prone sa mundo. Aside from climate change, the WMO is also suggesting a change in the weather forecasting system because this is the reality that we all have to deal with from now on. Disasters will come and so there is a need to communicate this better and switch to what they call impact-based forecasting. Indai, what that means is instead of telling the public, kalimbawa, what the weather will be tomorrow, 
tell the public what will the weather do. No individual country is self-reliant and self-contained when it comes to um, these types of systems and services. They all rely on this global grid of observations, on global models, on regional models, and then finally the provision of services that takes place at the country level. So it's very important that that entire system be resourced. The WMO report contains 16 different case studies on successful early warning systems from all kinds of hazards. So yes, it can be done. But that's something we can talk about in another episode. That's right. For now, we'll leave you with this. Do you know who is speaking here and what we're talking about? Hindi pa rin nga po namin completely nababalidate kung yung mga pages ng self-learning modules na yan ay talagang gawa namin sa DepEd or nakita sa private sector. Friends, if you know what we're talking about, message us at our Teka Teka Facebook page. At nahulaan nyo ba ang ating mystery soundbite in the last episode? I can leave here anytime, but I will not allow you to burn this house down. Yes, Rob, that was former House Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano. Follow our page, Teka Teka, for more news stories and Puma Podcast for more updates on our other podcasts. Muli ako po si Robby Alampay, Puma Podcast. At ako si Inday Espina Verona. Teka Teka, like Puma Podcast, is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or kung saan man kay Puma Podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillian. With reports from Carl Javier, maraming salamat po. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.